from the new recording lair located deep beneath the Wine and Spirit Store in Ephrata, Pennsylvania. You're listening to the Masonic Light Podcast. Studio 665 presents Masonic Light Podcast. This show is recorded by Masons, for Masons, and is for entertainment purposes only. And please, no wagering. This podcast is not endorsed by any Grand Lodge, and the ridiculous ramblings of the hosts are their own. And now, here's your host. Thank you, illustrious brother Brian, for the, uh, for the intro. We are on episode 147. 147. 147. Wow. 147 of Masonic Light Podcast. Still not in jail. And um, our guest tonight's going to be a brother, uh, Seth Rothberg, from Dallas, Texas. Because... John. Seth, Sean. 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 Good start, Pete. Oh, good job. I'm looking at my phone, and I'm trying to pronounce... Ladies and gentlemen, Phil Ruggieri. Sean Cola. <laughs> Sean Cola. Shmuley. Shekinah. He did give us a lot of choices. You he gave did. me a lot of names, and they're out of my <laughs> Italian Catholic wheelhouse. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, we went off the tracks before uh, we ever left so, the station. So, so uh, Sean, you can teach me proper, proper, how to say Jewish names. Wow. <laughs> Sean, do. Sean, do. Yeah, how do you pronounce Sean? We're having trouble with that one. I thought that was Scottish. <laughs> well, just, don't have, say, just don't say scene. Scene. Okay. Okay. I like scene. that though. Scene. Yeah. That's that's that's, <laughs> that's good. That's Welsh, right? Wow. Yeah, I think. <laughs> wow. All right. So what we do here, Sean, is we go around the room. We talk about what we've been up to for the past two weeks. Um, I'll start on my left, which tonight will be Brother Jack Harley. Whoa! What did I do? I had a really busy week. Uh, it was great. I went to on Saturday. I went to the Academy of Masonic Knowledge, and got all knowledgeated. Um, I, I'll talk a little bit more about it in a little short segment later on. But um, if you're a Pennsylvania Mason and you don't take advantage of the academy, um, think about it. Uh, just because it gets you thinking about thinking. So I encourage that. Then after the academy, um, the following day, there was a Demolay Legion of Honor degree. or Not degree, but induction. So we took in, I think, uh, eight or so new legionnaires into the Legion of Honor, and that was cool. Um, Rick Freeman uh, always does an amazing job on the ritual work there. And um, and then on Sunday, there was... Ubar Grotto. Grotto. Um, which, uh, which was a uh, fantastic time, and we had a blast, and uh, that's it. So now I'm here. And it's, you know, nothing but downhill. Brother Sean, have you done anything Masonically in the past two weeks? Uh, actually, I have. I uh, got, I became a squire in the Knights of St. Andrews in Scottish Rite. Mm. I helped with the reunion. I was a devil again in the 18th degree, if anyone knows that. Um, and I just started the Master's Craftsman's Program the Southern Jurisdiction of Scottish Rite, 
and just going through a bunch of Masonic education. And right now I'm also trying to figure out what to do for my junior ward minute for our state meeting coming up and all that in the last two weeks. Wait, and I exhausted. Wait, junior warden minute. Tell us more about that. Oh yeah, so I'm a junior warden in my Masonic Lodge, Richardson twelve fourteen, and in the Texas jurisdiction, we have uh, every every state meeting. The junior warden gives out a couple minute of Masonic education, and it could be anything from my first time was actually doing the. Um, the Mother Lodge by Brother Kipling. Oh, and I oh one of my favorites. That's yep. great. And well, then the second one was actually a joke presentation uh, that I got hazed when I was in EA, um, which uh, props to the people that did that, which was the whole lodge. <laughs> <laughs> nice. They, must they, have made, they, made me write, they made me write a paper before I was raised. And I took that paper and I subsidized it to one page and I presented that to my second minute uh, called the Meows Program, the Masonic Education Operated Work Series. And yes, that was a joke thing said by our current grand orator, <laughs> Texas. Nice. Did that. But that was eight years ago. Come so. here, right, Meow. All right. So, uh, so that's a cool idea that um, any worshipful master listening can assign, or actually senior warden who's about to become worshipful master. Um, don't be afraid to assign your junior warden crazy stuff to do. Junior deacon. Well, no. Junior deacon. I was in EA during that time. Oh, so. my goodness. Yeah. Even better. Yeah. Even better. Yes, yeah, sir. Rock on. Outstanding. All right. Cool. And, all right. Josh Lamberton Killer. Uh, absolutely dun, dun, nothing. Dun, dun. <laughs> Just work. And, and you're here tonight. Podcast. And podcast. And producing podcast. this podcast. Of course. And are you trying to end prohibition over there? What's going on? What? Uh, In Lamberton Lodge. What are your Lamberton killers? I I wouldn't know. I, I haven't been there. Yeah, I was yeah. I, I'm just hearing about all this, but I've been there and I know nothing. <laughs> what happens in Millersville? <laughs> oh, geez, Brother I, Tim. I can't even say. Brother Tim's got his Palm Pilot out and he's ready to. Oh, geez. He's ready to tell hey, us. Hey, for the record, I just want you to know that all four of us have some electronic device in front of us looking at calendars now so we can remember what we've done. Oh, contraire, mon frere. I am looking at Scott Helm's commercial <laughs> that we have not recorded in eight months, and he gave us 100 bucks eight sorry, months ago. Scott. So we're going to do it tonight. We're yes. so sorry. We're going to do it tonight. All and right. it's going to play for infinity. It will. So um, I missed the last show. I was uh, attending to... Uh, uh, things with my daughter, so uh, it's good to be back. But since that time, uh, I have been very busy. Uh, the Children's Dyslexia Center in, that is housed in the Valley of Harrisburg held a Dyslexia Center walkathon. Uh, was uh, I was on the sidelines cheering them on, uh, <laughs> welcoming them back. Um, I, that makes more sense than like with the, a beef I, stick and a shot yeah, of liquor. I, like I never understood like. <laughs> Like the MDA walkathon, right? <laughs> like, was poor kids have enough problems without making them without walk pointing them out two miles, uh, or like the bake sale for you know like eating the diabetes disorders center, yeah, or something? Like, yeah, right. 
exactly. Uh, so uh, that uh, the Harrisburg Council of Royal and Select Master Masons. Ooh. I was at that uh, stated meeting. Um, the past masters of Eureka West Shore Lodge Number Three Hundred and Two uh, held our twice a year meeting where we got to hear from our current senior warden about to come become master and his program. Last Tuesday, I was a, I was uh, honored to attend the va- the uh, Valley of ha- uh, Lancaster's Lodge Humana. of Perfection what? reunion, where they put on a couple of degrees. Actually, they put on one degree and watched another one. But what was kind of amazing? I was there too. That's right. Um, the lead took ill or something and just couldn't be there, and uh, a couple brothers stepped up. Yep. And learned the degree in a couple days. Correct. And they did a really good job. Uh, so nice work there. Uh, on Saturday, I was uh, in attendance at the Grand Lodge with Robert Burns Lodge, uh, where they uh, conferred two third degrees. And then Sunday, I was actually at something Jack failed to mention, which was the Legion of Honor conferral with D. Malay. Au contraire, mon frere. Yeah, Did you mention it. that? Okay, I was sleeping. Yeah. Um, Thanks for paying attention. All right. I was still trying to get things together. Anyway, extra credit points. So I was there too. Uh, it was a great, it was great uh, conferral. Uh, if you've never seen that, you should go watch it. It's really. So really Tim, you were busy every single night. Yes. Is this why you're divorced? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much so. Uh, Sean, take notice. And then last night. Any time to sleep. And then last night. Now I can sleep when I'm dead. Um, Last night, I attended the Tall Cedars All-Masonic Banquet that was sponsored by the Lancaster Valley, is that correct? Or the Lancaster Lancaster Forest. And I got to see Larry uh, presiding in that meeting. If uh, you'll go to our Facebook page, you'll see him conferring the knife and fork degree. Um, And that's it. Wait, the knife and fork degree, does that have pancakes or green beans? It depends. (laughs) Actually, okay. actually, neither. Last night it was turkey and mashed turkey, potatoes. mashed potatoes, and corn, an all carb, an all carb thing. <laughs> we call it if Fifty it, Shades of Grey. It would be definitely chili, but make sure you don't. If it was chili, make sure you eighty-six the beans because chili and beans do not go hand in hand. That's correct. You don't put beans in chili. I agree. Yeah, Larry Maris, what have you been up to masonically? Uh, well, as you know, I have been in New Hampshire for well, over about, well, whatever, and I just really got back, so I didn't get to the Academy meeting. I did not get to the Ubar Grotto, uh, but I did manage to get to Tall Cedars last night, and we had a great turnout. We did the knife and fork degree, and I want to say the entertainment that we booked was spectacular and that's la la luna folks if you're looking for a women's ensemble for any of your events these ladies are spectacular they've got a piano player they've got a violinist they've got a guitar i mean and their the the work that they the music that they provided was really fantastic and before the show ends i'll give you their contact because that's how good they were uh, and it was an enjoyable night, but that was it. Just tall cedars. Uh, let's see. For me, um, I've been busy working as the assistant secretary at the Valley of Reading. Um, I did attend the Valley of Lancaster's reunion. 
And I also, last night we had our stated meeting for the Valley of Reading. And that was uh, fun. I guess we can say fun. I'm not sure what we do at stated meetings. You pay bills. We all open, we open four different lodges. We pay bills. And uh, we read the same report four times. Oh. Well, three times because a lot of our members are dual members for the Lodge of Perfection in Lancaster. So the numbers there are a little bit off. But um, it's a good group of guys. And uh, at the Valley of Reading, we're still trying to recover from uh, an arson fire that happened a while back. So this coming Saturday, um, our candidates will be going up to the Valley of Allentown to receive their degrees instead of us doing them ourselves. So we're going to take a quick break, and we are going to come back, and we are going to talk to Brother Sean <laughs> from Texas. Tejas. Te- te- <laughs> Tejas, yeah. Tejas. And we'll be right back. Why choose George J. Grove & Sons for your next home improvement project? At George J. Grove & Sons, we've built our reputation on quality and trust for more than 50 years. For planning to materials to installation, George J. Grove promises a home improvement experience second to none. Whether your goal is reducing energy costs, decreasing maintenance, updating curb appeal, or simply increasing the value of your home, the George J. Grove team will recommend and provide solutions that stand the test of time. Call 717-393-0859 for an estimate or visit us at georgejgrove.com. So we're back, and we're with Brother Sean from um, Texas uh, in the Dallas metro area. And Sean has actually um, – the, the, the reason you're here is because we had a previous guest who mentioned a website that you had started um, for Masons of the Jewish faith. And yeah. I, I'm very involved in a lodge near here in Maryland who is um, – the population is – is probably 50% Jewish. Um, so I get a lot of that, um, but most people don't, I would have to say, right? You guys, you got like one um, Jewish person in your lodge? or A few. A few you know, we, we uh, had... I mean, my high school class, we had like one or two Jewish kids. So it's something that we're not really exposed to, but the ritual has us up to our necks in it. So t- tell us, how, how did this, how did you come to start this, Sean? Uh, yeah, thanks for having me. And um, so actually, I was first, I have to go back like eight years or Oh, Lord. <laughs> I, I can't remember. I, I'm losing track of time. Um, so when I was we only have about an hour, Sean. So just like that's just <laughs> saying, right? Okay, so, I'm, so I won't give him a whole new deal. <laughs> Maybe not eight years. Um, <clears throat> So when I went into the lodge for the first time, I was a practicing Orthodox Jew. The sitzes, the strings were hanging out. My yarmulke was on. Okay. And I walked in, and everyone's like, oh, nice to meet you. And what's your name? And I was like, Sean Rothberg. And, uh, of course, the secretary asked at the time, 
He goes, I know the answer, but I still have to ask, are you Jewish? <laughs> it gets better. And me being the smart ass. Oh, jeez. Said, do you want to check? Oh, oh no. Okay. <laughs> yes. That's a hard so, no. <laughs> so, of course, I was accepted. And <laughs> my dad, may he rest in peace, was also a brother. Uh, which really makes the whole family tree really like interesting when you think about it from that perspective. Um, and I recently found out my great uncle was a brother, so that cool. means my whole tree is like going in a circle, uh, or a Boris, I believe it's what's called. Um, so just being Jewish and being a Mason, of course, you have like things that track people to who you are, and during the whole COVID time, if because I think we're still in that time. I can't remember. You know, time flies, and you're 35 now, and you're forgetting what you ate in the morning. Or for some of these people on the podcast, I bet they're forgetting what they did five hours ago. Um, we were here trying to get the video to work. I have shoes that are 35 <laughs> years old. No yeah. Um, so I decided to look up Jewish Freemasons on Facebook, and I found one. I found two different groups. One was Jewish Freemasons uh, with the apostrophe S, and then with another. And I'm a, I'm a literature major. No, I get so. it. <laughs> That's the, apostrophe, the, joke. the apostrophe catastrophe. Uh, um, but I mean, those are great. Those are great brothers, and we. And then there's another one called Orthodox Jewish Mason, which is started by a brother in New York called Shlomo, and I joined both of them. And I decided to do start one called Jewish Freemasons without the apostrophe, um, and then it then I promoted that on different groups, and of course some were like, "Well, I'm not Jewish. Can I join?" And I'm like, "No, you can't." And then the whole argument over uh, you're discriminating, and I said, "Well, look at Commandery because they're discriminating against people that are not of the Christian faith, all this kind of stuff." And then after a while, I changed the name to the Masonic Keepa. Which is a kippa is a Hebrew word for the skull cap that Jews wear whenever um, we pray and to remind us of someone above us. But during that whole COVID time, I I reached out to Brother Shlomo in New York and I said, "We're all home. We're all stuck. Why don't we actually meet up and all have a Zoom meeting?" And that has actually stayed on progressively for the last two and a half years where we have always met up every Sunday to talk about either something Jewish, Masonic, or just pull out a scotch and, or whiskey and just start drinking and having fun. Oh, I'm sorry. That would never work for this group. That, that's, <laughs> yeah. that's impossible. And, but here's the, here's the best part. I have found uh, brothers from around the world in Australia, Israel, England, uh, the other 49 states besides Texas, Canada, <laughs> Mexico, all around the world, and we have all connected, and we've all talked, and it's interesting hearing different jurisdictions and what we do, and but we all have a common theme. We're all Masons, and we're all of the Jewish faith, and we all talk about the, the duality of having of stuff either happening on Saturday or not happening on Saturday or 
what happens like in Judaism, you can't swear. So in some jurisdictions, they don't have people kneel down before the altar. Some they do. So it's all just interesting hearing different jurisdictions and how the faith can make something can make a degree change periodically. Did you did you come across anybody in your experience as a Mason? And I'm being specific to your lodges and the people that you met and encountered. Did did anybody have a problem with your faith? Not a problem, but because in the last because in the last decade I have fluctuated between being a practicing Orthodox Jew and not. So it all spirals down to what happens on Saturdays. Uh, in Dallas, our reunions are on Saturdays because we're in the Bible Belt and the and the Christian Sabbath is on Sunday. Okay. So we don't have anything happening on Sunday Masonically. It's against our Grand Lodge rules. Um, so I was needed to be on Saturday, and I, of course, as a Jew, we have guilt no matter what. Because we- <laughs> <laughs> so are Masonic labors considered work? Is that the, is that the conundrum? Because you're not supposed to work on a Saturday, correct? Well, it depends yeah, how Orthodox uh, you go. Traditionally, uh, in the Jewish faith, you are not supposed to work. And the work is one of the 40, 30, 39, uh, 39 restrictions. And that includes like starting a fire, which is turning the key into ignition, which gets the engine going. So you can't drive on Saturday. You can't uh, combine two letters together. So you can't write. So a lot of this kind of stuff can't do. However, I'm not a I don't keep what is called Shomer Shabbos, keeping mm-hmm. the Sabbath. Um, so I do. So I did go to the reunion, and people were coming up saying, "I know this is your holy day. Thank you for being here." And I'm cool. like, "I am. I am kind of weaning off doing stuff on Saturdays." So that's the only restriction. And but then, people, of course, you got but- people who might try to. <clears throat> say that they learn stuff in seminary class about the Jewish faith, and they try to say certain words. Like, uh, a couple weeks ago, one brother, I gave him shit for this, um, was saying, oh, I learned about the Sanhedrin, the, the Sanhedrin, and I was like, what are you talking about? And he goes, you know, the Sanhedrin, the Assembly of the Judges. And I go, Oh, you're talking Sanhedrin because I've never heard the word Sanhedrin before. The whole pronunciation, right? Splitting here, splitting here is a little bit, but so in 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 general, I mean, why of all of the appendant bodies that you might have gone to, why Scottish Rite? If that was a if if it was always happening on Saturday, um, Um, that's a great answer. Great question. So, in Jewish tradition, I will answer that by speaking for another 30 minutes before answering your question. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm also a companion. I'm also in chapter of the council, okay. by the way. Okay. Um, so, my dad, Larry Rothberg, a blessed memory, he said to me when I, when I was raised, Scottish Rite is the Jewish appended body. York Rite is a Christian one. Interesting. He wasn't completely wrong. 
But I decided, but at the time I broke the Sabbath because I had a falling out, so to speak, of uh, a relationship and stuff like that. So I decided to walk away. So I decided if I'm going to do anything, might as well join Scotch Rite because I was 26 at the time. So if you join Scotch Rite under 30, they give you like a 50% discount. So of course, the Jew and me jumped at that. Um, so I so I joined the one day reunion. Of course, you slept through two of those degrees because it starts at six thirty in the morning. <laughs> um, and I the, joined. The donuts hadn't kicked in yet, uh, obviously. No, 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 no. Neither did the coffee. Believe it or not. Um, and I learned later on, you always carry Red Bull in your car in a cooler. Attaboy. Those reunions. Um, so I joined Scottish Rite because I wasn't keeping Sabbath. And my dad said, that is the most Jewish one. And Interesting. And of course, God decided to play a practical joke on me and put me as a candidate for the 18th degree. Oh, great. <laughs> In the southern jurisdiction, that's a, a very Christian degree. I had the giant freaking red cross on me. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. <clears throat> I know. It was the it was the biggest practical joke. And, That's pretty and funny. I, they, they slapped the red cross on me, and I looked at it, and I go, I am breaking Sabbath, and I have a giant red cross on me. Mm. <laughs> so, so that possessed you to start a website for Jewish Freemasons. That so, makes perfect sense to me. Nobody yeah, would do that. the Spanish Inquisition. <laughs> <laughs> we are the Inquisition. Um, oh. So, so tell us a little bit about what what you're you're still meeting now, right? Uh, so, what yeah, what does that uh, look? Yeah, uh, last week we talked about. Um, how to bring the temple inside of ourselves and actually used a book about Breslov philosophy, which is by Rebbe Nachman of Breslov, a Hasidic Rebbe who talked about spirituality through uh, faith and Muna. And one of the commentaries on that talked about bringing the temple inside of us, like the foundation stone, bringing light to darkness, stuff like that. So we talked about how to bring King Solomon's temple and be a living stone of King Solomon's temple. How far back do you have to reach for this? I mean, are we talking? To, we're, we're we're not. What do you mean? Well, just in 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 terms of um, research, not not so much research, but as in terms of the history of Judaism, um, how far back do you have to reach to find a link to something that we would consider to be philosophical masonry? Um. Because that's really what you're talking about, right? You're, you're talking about yeah. the Mishnah and, oh. and people who are talking about these things, stones oh, and light you and actually, all that. You actually, you actually said Mishnah. I, well, uh, I mean, that's where, that's where you're going, right? Uh, actually, uh, Mishnah is a little further back than um, I would go. But there are, um, like, I'm calling out Brother Shlomo. He will go to the Mishnah and the Gomorrah on stuff. Okay. I would go to... Um, Rebbe Nachman of Breslov, uh, the Tanya, well, I could go to the Tanya, which is started by the Arizal. I could go to the Balsham Tov, which is before that. Um, I could go to any of the Chassisha Rebbe's. Okay. Um, but really, from a, if you're going to find connections from theological to masonry in the Jewish 
perspective, and I'm trying to avoid that K word that happens that a lot of people love jumping to. Um, you don't have to go back to that far. You could go back to any commentary mm-hmm. from Nock, from the Torah, Nevim, and Ketuvim, which is the Torah, the prophets, and the writings. Mm-hmm. A lot of people would that, that would be what we would call an Old Testament, right? I mean, yeah, well, I, right? call, I call it the OG with commentaries. Yeah, yeah, the OG. And if anyone want, because of course, if anyone wants to find any great commentary, I will recommend them to the Stone Chumash, which is a blue book um, by Art Scroll. The Gutnik Chumash. Um, Pete, you're is, taking notes, so we can put this on the website. I'm, I'm, right? a, I'm a failed yeah. failed Catholic. Okay. And I'm completely lost. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you, you can also you can so, also jump. I'm drifting off. So are these all all different? Holy books, because I mean, I'm only really yeah. familiar with the Torah. So yeah. why, why don't we okay. take a why don't we take a brief tour of those documents, those 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 bodies of literature, um, yeah. and and walk the typical you know. Treat me as a dumb dumb white country guy, Christian Freemason. You know, let just kind of walk us through those documents. You've got the you've got the Torah, and you've got the Mishnah, okay, and then um, you've got the commentaries. Yeah. And, so, right. um, okay. If anyone's questioning, I went to Yeshiva in Yerushalayim in twenty twenty in twenty thirteen. Um, I was only there for two months, and which day and night studying uh, Judaism, uh, studying the Mish- the Mishnah, the Gemara, uh, the Chumash, all that kind of stuff. Um, so I didn't grow up as an Orthodox Jew. I became an Orthodox Jew later in life, which is called uh, Baal Teshuva, meaning a returnee. Um, so pretty much I became a suspended Orthodox, sp- suspended Jew, and I came back, um, jokingly. But the Torah is the scroll. The Torah is the scroll. No one has a Torah in their home unless they want to spend about $18,000 or twenty-three, depending on who writes it. But because of everything happening now, I assume it's like minimum $20,000. So if you have $20,000, you can buy a Torah. If you don't have $20,000 and you have $20, you, you could buy something called a Chumash, C-H-U-M-A-S-H, which is a book form. You can <laughs> buy that, and that's a lot cheaper. And for $1.95, you can get a... a, 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 a and a, I'm a, guessing for twenty grand, the, the the scroll version of the Torah is all hand printed. Oh yes, it is not not hand printed; is hand written okay. by a guy who knows what he's doing. He's called a sofer. There is a sofer in Dallas. I don't know if he's still really? doing that. Um, I actually saw his stuff, and yeah, um, he made a joke saying I should learn how to be a sofer because I'm left-handed. So because Hebrew is written right to, right left, to left, I won't yeah. have to smear the ink. Which is great because as a lefty writing a calligraphy or a fountain pen, you're always having that smeared ink on your arm. Um, my 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 religion would have corrected that in you, but oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sister Georgiana would have fixed you right that's, up. And that's called a schmear now, by the way. Uh, but but Larry's yeah. Larry's impressed by the the hand lettering of the Torah. I mean, that's 
I mean, that that's amazing. How long it would talking to your microphone? How long it would take just to do one of those? I mean, that's amazing. And, and there's rules about how many errors there can be on a page, exactly. And, and how many? Uh, letters, actually, yeah. actually, that's a uh, that's a falsity. Actually, oh, oh. I was right about that. Okay. Um, yeah. So the Torah is parchment sewn together. If there's an ear, a error anywhere. If the sofa writes in an error, he actually has to take that parchment and deposit of it. Um, if if he messes up the name of God, he has to actually bury the Torah and start over all over again. So and not even an allowable error, but it's just destroyed to begin with. Yeah, there are no errors anywhere on the Torah. If okay. there is, but I mean the big errors, you can't misspell the name of God. Well, right. you can't write the name right. of God, right? Even no, that. no, you can write the name of God because you have to do that. However, a, a sofer actually has to take the Torah and actually use an, another Torah to write from it because they have to keep it continuous. Mm -hmm. And the thing is that uh, when the Torah is finished, after every parchment, I believe is what the rabbi told me, he has to. Uh, take a photo of it, send it to another sofa to make sure he has no errors because it has to be double checked, triple checked for each parchment, which is wow, that's some 21st century technology going back, <clears throat> yeah, going going way back into that. So, I mean, so I mean, when people say, uh, do you have a Torah at home? I go, I have the book version, does that count? <laughs> um, and the book version, I mean. Like I'm literally holding that. I have a little I tiny know. mezuzah in the door in the in the hallway, but so, yeah. so the mezuzah is actually also <laughs> being written by a sofer, and that is uh, yep. the four that's the Shema, the Hafta, and Vayomer. Uh, Shema, the Hafta, Bahaya, Vayomer is written on the mezuzah, and that is the kind of declaration of faith that mm -hmm. every Jew says in the morning and evening. And that's on the parchment. It's not printed. If it's printed, it is usser, which is Yiddish for like trafe. Um, and that is actually rolled up and put into a little box, or it could be made out of Legos I've seen. Um, and that's on the doorpost. And it can either be vertical or tilted because we all do the tilted version to go halfway between oh. and Tom. All I know uh, is it's between me and my cup of coffee in the first thing in the morning. That's that. that it sounds really complicated to be very, very orthodox. Oh, it is absolutely. Oh, it's not, no, see, here's the here's the thing. It's not complicated when you know everything because it becomes second nature. Is right. it complicated to be a master mason? No. Because we all know what we what we're obligated on. We all know, for example, the winding stairs. We know the pillars. We know the columns. We know what three five seven is. We all know the officers. We all know the duties. It's not complicated. It well, takes have you ever been some, in Pennsylvania? Some of you cool people in those cool jurisdictions right. know those things. Yeah. In Pennsylvania, we don't have any of that, Sean. Right. Uh, just just uh, for a little bit of background well, on Scottish us. Scottish right gets in. But, but we gotta. Uh, we 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 need, been, we need to take a quick break because Larry's gonna four burst. Hours and I really need to go to the bathroom. As far back as the mid 1800s, records exist describing the pre-meaning tradition of brethren smoking cigars during and after gatherings. 
To this day, the practice of smoking cigars remains very much alive in many lodges. This custom is considered a time for brethren to relax, exchange ideas, and enjoy the simplicity and fellowship that is the very essence of our brotherhood. This is what Hireman Solomon Cigars is all about. Our starting principles are to bring Masonic brethren together in the harmony of a good cigar. Pull up a chair, sit back, light up any of our premium cigars, and enjoy the history. Hireman Solomon Cigars can be found at fine cigar retailers. For a complete list, visit HiremanSolomonCigars.com or check them out on social media to find out when they'll be at a live event near you. Hireman Solomon Cigars is pleased to be the official cigar of the Masonic Light Podcast. Hey, we're back, yeah. everybody. What, what are we going to talk about? Damn, Larry, you are such a pro. He's talk it's about amazing. His Sean, tell, tell us about your Facebook page, how people can find it. Okay. What um, kind of stuff they talk okay. about, what you drink, all these good things. Okay. Uh, the Facebook group is called The Masonic Keeper. And just for if anyone's interested, the only prerequisite is to be a Mason and Jewish. When you click join, there will be three questions asked of you, and they are Jewish questions and Masonic questions because it goes right to me, and I hate when people join and they don't answer freaking questions. <laughs> Sorry, that's a little pet peeve of mine. We don't accept uh, cash. Uh, no, we do not accept. Well, I'll accept cash to the Rothbrook Scholarship Foundation. Ah, there you go. Um, no, that was an inside joke for uh, Pete and Okay, well, and I mean, that's also I. going to me, too. Um, and the group will talk to people will post stuff, their Masonic stuff, Jewish questions, anything that relates to Masonry and or being Jewish. And every week we get on a Zoom call and we will talk about certain things like recently uh, we had the Jewish holiday of Shemini Asiris, Simchas Torah, and we'll talk about like how, how Torah and Masonry connect. Sometimes we'll talk about it. Sometimes we'll just schmooze and just get off topic because either I will do it or another brother will get off topic. Um, and people can bring what... So you've got the Facebook page where it's just general threads and chats, but then you, oh, also, yeah. still, you also still do a, a, a Sunday Zoom call. Yeah, so like recently today, I recently actually got the Masonic records for my great uncle. And because um, I found out his Scottish Rite records at Dallas Scottish Rite. So I had to call around Grand Lodge of Missouri. And then I later found out uh, somehow that he was uh, Grand Lodge of uh, Missouri Scottish Rite sent me something that showed Kentucky. So I had to call Grand Lodge of Kentucky. So when I got his Masonic records, I was laughing because I was thinking a Jew walks into Kentucky. It's like the beginning of a joke. Right. <laughs> but this actually happened. So I did so you have to get a translator to speak to the people from Kentucky? Yeah. Like, I if mean, you ever need we, one. Just let me know. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's Kentucky. Does anyone actually go there? Oh, oh, oh. there's all right. So, all right. Well, so I found so like I posted today on my Facebook group about uh, my great uncle saying that yeah a Jew in Kentucky becomes a brother 
That is like the start of a punchline, but that is the punchline. So, I mean, like, we'll talk about stuff. Like, one guy uh, posted that he just got his fellow craft, and in his and he lives in Israel, and uh, present in his fellow craft degree for his passing was the Grandmaster of Israel. Cool. Was present there, so that was like connecting two of our interests together in one place. And I'm gonna also say that. I, I, well, hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. I, I, I just want to kind of elaborate on that. You're touching an area that is really sensitive politically and religiously, and 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 all of that kind of stuff. And and you've you're reaching people that are on both sides of whatever political or military or, or religious argument there is. Um, that's fan, that's fantastic. And and congratulations for that, because that's huge. No, um, and, and we need amazing. more of that. That it, it is amazing when we've had brothers in um, Israel and believe it or not, in my Facebook uh, starting it and connecting with Shlomo from the Orthodox Jewish Mason Facebook group, um, We've found brothers who are actually rabbis, the the head rabbi of Sydney, Australia, the Chabad rabbi of Sydney, Australia, is a fellow brother. And uh, Rabbi Danny, I'm calling him out. He is an amazing guy. He's given shears, which is Yiddish for lectures, about his connection between masonry and the Jewish faith. And it is an amazing thing to hear about, and I've also yeah, that's that that's that's fantastic. So you're reaching a you're reaching an international audience uh, of guys that are just getting together occasionally to to talk about stuff. Oh, um, and I stuff found Masonic. people from that's, Brazil. That's awesome. I found I found brothers from Brazil. I found brothers from uh, Colombia. I found all over, and well, it's interesting because we all will be either reform conservative or orthodox we're all meaning we're all talking but we're all get to meet upon the level and we get to end our meetings by parting upon the square awesome that's what it's all about yep brother sean thank you for coming on so just so just tell them what's the search the masonic kippa correct the masonic kippa and i also want to uh plug this idea if any brother is not jewish but loves this idea, feel free to start a Catholic Freemason group, a Baptist one, a Muslim one. The idea that we can connect in a niche within a niche in our own faith and brotherhood, we are not doing anything wrong with the brotherhood. We're finding other brothers with common interests. And that is what my group and Shlomo's group has also done. We found a niche within a niche. And and it's a great idea. Thank you, Brother Shaw. Now, stick with us. Um, we're we're going to have our next little segment right here. If you would like to stick with us, you are certainly welcome to stick with us. You may be bored beyond belief for what happens next, but if but you'd if like to stick with us. If you'd like us, to stick with us, we would love to have you for the la- last 10 minutes of the show. And we're going to take a break right now. Oh. Hang on. We'll be right back. Okay, we'll take a break. Hello, brethren. Dutchy Duck is back with an update from my lodge, the Brogan Plot number 377. Well, now it's October, and that means that the leaves are making dawn, and it's spooky season. 
Last October, I told you about our lodge ghost, Josiah Geist. Now, every now and then, he will get active in the temple. One just never knows. Now, this year, I have another otherworldly story to share. Last week was our stated meeting, and it ran a little late since we got into a discussion about something. I, I don't really remember, because I kept checking my phone to see if the Phillies were winning their baseball game. In any event, after the meeting was over, Brother Elias Laudermacher and George Friedhove were on their way home. You see, Elias and George are neighbors and live within walking distance of the lodge. The air was crisp and the moon was full. The most direct route home for them is through St. Peter's Lutheran Cemetery. The church and cemetery date back to the 1700s and is full of old stones, many carved in German. Normally their walks home are event-free, but this evening proved to be a different experience. As normal, the brethren passed through the giant iron gates that guard the cemetery. They were each talking about their plans for the upcoming week, when all of a sudden they heard a weird sound. Tink, tink, tink. They looked around and saw no one in the cemetery. They both shrugged their shoulders and continued on. Not five seconds had passed when again they heard. Tink, tink, tink. A chill ran up their spines. They both looked at each other with eyes wide open. Their hearts started to race. Their palms went cold and clammy. And again, they looked around and scanned the cemetery, but didn't see anything. They took a few more steps and heard it again. Tink, tink. Elias grabbed George's arm just as if he was going to guide him through a degree. A few steps more, and they ran into a small man kneeling down at a tombstone. He had a hammer in one hand and a stone chisel in the other. There he was, cutting at the stone. Tink, tink, tink. Hari, as a shot at George, we thought you were a ghost. What in God's name are you doing out here in the middle of the night chiseling away at that tombstone? I'm sorry to have startled you, gentlemen, the man said, and went right back to work. George asked him again, But what are you doing? The man slowly turned, looked at them, and said, I, the jackass, has spelled my name wrong. And all of a sudden he disappeared. George and Elias couldn't believe what they had saw, but didn't hang around to think about it. They double-quicked through the cemetery and didn't stop till they got home. Till next time, work hard, stay plumb, and out in the lights when you leave the room. To learn more about the Pennsylvania Dutch language, culture, and history, please visit my website, padutch101.com, or my YouTube channel. Just search Doug Maidenford. And we're back with a special segment by Brother Jack, who's going to talk to us a little bit about um, his attendance at the Academy of Masonic Knowledge this past weekend. So um, we were talking about this over dinner before the... um, before the recording session started, and I, I told the guys, I went to the Academy of Masonic Knowledge in Pennsylvania, and it happens twice a year, uh, usually at Masonic Villages in Elizabethtown, and there's usually two or three speakers who come in and talk about some Masonic topic, right? Um, it's actually kind of the genesis of this show, mm-hmm. um, because there was another podcast that had that did a show from there, and... Um, and talked about podcasts, and Pete and Larry decided they were going to start a podcast. So long story short, if you have the opportunity to go to the Academy of Sonic Knowledge, just come out. It's a Saturday morning. Um, 
you know, yeah, okay, put a coat and tie on. But or or they live or listen those or live stream the thing. No, come out. I know, you should come out. You should come out because it's a fellowship thing. And right. if you, if you don't fellowship, then right. you're only getting part of I the agree. part of the deal. But long story short, the two speakers, I looked at the notice that came out and I said, "Ew. Really? Ew. An obscure Masonic appendant body that I don't know anything about and leadership training." Ew. I can't think of two things I would less like to spend a Saturday morning listening about than than these two topics. And Come on, leadership training is fun. No, no, no. It was fantastic. The the, the two speakers, um, the first was um, David Hostler, and uh, Dave is an Indiana Mason, and and he did the, the discussion on um, – uh, was servant leadership was the topic. I made notes in my phone. I mean, I was actually taking like like topic headings. Copious and, notes. Not copious notes. Okay. Copious notes uh, fell uh, over the night or okay. water or something. I don't know. Anyway, um, but I did. T- but it was great. He was spot on. Dave was spot on. We're going to try to have him on as a guest. Yes. Um, but he was talking about leadership, and as many times as I've heard the leadership lecture um he tied it back to masonry and he and it was fantastic and so uh congratulations to dave for that the other was brother thomas uh, a Worrell, and brother Worrell talked about an obscure uh masonic side degree that was e- existent for a period of time i'm not really sure how long but it sort of died out in the early 1800s um but his talk was outstanding, and I wanted to hate both of these talks, and I, I didn't. I, it was it was a really uh, it was a really good experience, and congratulations. So, so for our listeners, if you go to the, if you look up Academy of Masonic Knowledge on YouTube, both of those topics are videos, so you can watch both of those talks and right the whole thing. Yeah, give absolutely. us your own feedback on those two topics. So that was it. Um, that's in lieu of Masonic news because there's really nothing in the news that's very funny right now. So I kind of skipped that. But uh, but anyway, that's my thing. All right. All right. So, um, brother Josh, what have you? <laughs> <laughs> what the hell is that? I think Larry just got an alert that the uh, Phillies are oh, practicing geez. or something. Uh, Josh, what do you do? You have anything coming up Masonically in the next two weeks? Uh, other than working on the podcast, I don't think so. All right, brother Sean, uh, what are you doing in the, ne- the next couple weeks in Freemasonry? Uh, what's today? Wednesday. Uh, okay, so um, next week I have. <clears throat> we're receiving our DDGM, so I have to come up with a junior warden minute to talk about that is good. <laughs> that's a good start sounds that's like they're start. as interesting there as they are here yeah it's not like it's not like reading out the law book it's going to be really interesting uh because no one reads that for fun do you do you have thumbs in freemasonry in texas yes they do, do we have what thumbs like in pennsylvania Sorry, I can't understand uh, y'all's yankee talk so in pennsylvania when we put our hand over our heart to pledge allegiance the thumb has to... We don't see thumbs. You have to, like, tuck it. The thumb oh, has to be no, tucked no. in. 
We we use our thumbs because how else are we going to eat chili? <laughs> okay. Yeah, so we always have to hide our thumbs, and I always have to remind people to. Like, yeah. So um, don't don't do the week, Mickey Mouse hands. Yeah. So next two weeks, it's going to be um, stay mean for my Blue Lodge. I'm gonna uh, because of the first Monday is when York Wright meets. So it's either going to be chapter council, whatever color email I receive. Uh, is when is what I'll know what to do. Take notice, Please. Pennsylvania Red Houses. Color your notice. No, the fact that they rotate when they meet. Oh, yeah. Each one of our bodies thinks it's they have to have their own meeting. Yeah, like chapter and council. It's like every other month is what we do. Oh my gosh. Please. Yeah, so like one month is chapter, one month yes. is yes, yes, amen. Yeah, we, we whatever. Yeah, so much here. Um, and I think because I'm an advisor for D Malay and I'm gonna have to show up, um, that's sometime whenever I receive that text message. All I know is it's gonna be starting November, so it's all gonna be state of meeting stuff. Um, and that's about it, brother Jack. What do you got coming up? I don't know. I was quick scrolling through my calendar to see what it is. I, I did notice that uh, our next recording date is November the 9th. We record on the second and fourth, no, second and fourth, fourth win, uh, Wednesday. Yes. Um, stop on by Effort of Lodge 665 and come to the back door and pound really hard because we won't hear you. Um, but I will not be here because I will be speaking at Stickter Lodge in Pottsville. On some subject, Masonic. Ah. So they have me to look forward to. Watch out for deer. Yep. Whoa ho. <laughs> I'm going to cough right now. Do it. Cough so, button. Cough button. Do we have a cough button? No, we don't have a cough button. So tomorrow morning, I'll be on a flight at 630 to go <clears throat> to a, uh, a semi-related, non-related Masonic event in Fort Lauderdale, which I cannot speak of. Um, when I come back, I'll be doing Valley of Reading type things. And I think that's really it for me. Larry's still in the restroom. <laughs> so right. Larry really did have to pee this he time. He really we did. Got... All right. So I'll take over for Pete while he's having a coughing attack here. Um, I've Apparently got a... this isn't Coke in my cup. <laughs> um, coming up uh, on uh, Friday, the U.S. Marine Corps band will be doing a concert at the valley of harrisburg Ooh, cool big valley um and on saturday we're hosting a murder mystery dinner um, note to josh look up the the music for the old tv show the big valley there you go da, da, the big valley da, 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 yeah da, da, there's, there's there's a theme song da, 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 and and if you guys are familiar with harrisburg <laughs> The murder mystery dinner, they just open the door and find a random body on the street. <laughs> right. <laughs> All murders in Harrisburg are mysteries. So, uh, yeah. Um, anyway. They don't uh, really investigate them. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, so there are a ton of prep meetings for upcoming reunion that I'll just kind of generically talk about that. But um, that's about it. Other than, um, and, and this is this is Masonic, because it's actually civic duty. Um, I serve as a judge of elections in my precinct. And so over the next two weeks, we'll be prepping and getting our crew together for election day. 
And so there'll be a lot of a lot of meetings involved in that. Are you uh, looking for lots of dead people to vote? No. Okay, just check. They're not allowed. And um, I'll be Larry here for a second. I goose a great iron on <laughs> Thursday. <laughs> and uh, state of the meeting will be Veterans Night. I was in the Navy. You know, let them know. <laughs> <laughs> I was in Key West during Vietnam. It was awesome. <laughs> I was an air traffic controller. <laughs> All righty. So, uh, I don't know. Larry's gone. So, uh-huh. I guess we'll have to uh, do our closing without him. Play the chickens. Play and the chickens. To black. And we'll do it. Here we go. Thanks to Everett Alodge, number 665. For storing our equipment. Storing our equipment and making these facilities available. Thanks to Josh Lambert, Josh, our producer. Who makes, who makes these listenable. Listenable. Uh, Michelle Snyder. Jim Stevens. Dutchy Doug. That guy from the Scottish Rite magazine. Uh, Adam Schifrin. Oh, all the other uh, contributors oh, to Masonic yeah. Light uh, Podcast. <laughs> Um, I got a story for you. I got you. a story for you. Once upon a time. No, we're not going to do a story. Right. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, Brother Sean. Sean, thanks for being with us. Thank you, guys. Good night, everybody. Wait, oh. Can somebody check on Larry? Should we call the fire department?